On this week's episode of Friend Code, we're talking about Gamescom 2017 and the SNES Classic Pre-Order Disaster. <laughs> Lose the shirt. Lose the pants. Lose your mind. It's Gamescom. Welcome everyone to a new episode of Friend Code. I'm Michael Damiani, your host, and I am joined today by Mr. Michael Huber. Yo! Mr. Daniel Bloodworth. Hello. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Uh, Gamescom uh, going on still right now, mm-hmm. but uh, before we get into that, we have a little segment called Dear Nintendo. Oh yeah. We dive back into the past. That gold cover. Nice. The Nintendo Power. It's a good cover. 50th issue. Wow. It's gold cover, Link's Awakening on the back. So They have like nice. all the 50 vol- previous volumes, they call them volumes, of Nintendo Power. So this is the five-year anniversary. It's been out for five years. This is the cover that they graced. And it's kind of funny, real quick, you might have noticed, there's this big circle down here, and it says, you only got one month left renewed to stay in the club. So it's not a sticker. It's actually part of the cover. So they had to make two versions of the cover, mm-hmm. not for this issue, but for almost every issue while they did this, yeah. with that circle down there in the bottom. And then the insert page, the first one, there's a special ad, a house ad, basically, yeah. for you to resubscribe to Nintendo Power. Nice. So they have this giant house ad in here like this. So that was unique. I didn't, I totally did not realize it was going to happen, but My that mom makes sense. threw all of my Nintendo Powers away. Oh, I had hundreds, hundreds. So, I was a big magazine kid growing up. Game Pro, so does, PC Gamer, so Nintendo Power, PSM, all of them. All mm-hmm. gone. I had to get... I told this already... The story ready. I had to get rid of all my Nintendo powers during one of my moves. Just two. I, I had like every issue up back to like volume five, and this was like f- seven years ago. Dang. And it just was they were so heavy to carry. I was yeah. moving myself. I was like, it's time. Like I've lugged these around so much. Like totally. I can't. And to even ship them like like uh, locally it was going to cost yeah. a lot. I was like, I just don't have the money for this. Yeah. No one else was around. Yo, I gotta change this chair, man. It's sure. Busted. Go ahead. I gotta change it. <laughs> While Huber's doing that, uh, what we do in Dear Nintendo every uh, episode is we go through the players' pulse section primarily, and we read some of the stuff that uh, it was the the write-in section, fan letters, some contest stuff, and uh, this one I have, I took a glimpse, and there's two things in here that I really like that I want to read. The first one is a question from a reader. Uh, Kyle from Warren Texan, uh, Texan, wow, Texas, it's a Texan, ask, I have a question for you. Why did you put the X and Y buttons on the Super NES controller pad instead of C and D or something else? (laughs) We got Sleuth right here. That's a great question. Sleuth. That's a good one. So, here we go. Nintendo Power Staff sleuthed it up. Nice. We went out and got... The straight scoop, Kyle. According to Lance Barr, product designer for Nintendo of America, wow. the letters X and Y on the Super NES controller were used to to correspond with terms commonly commonly used in CAD design. Uh, that's computer, isn't that computer yeah. aided design? Design computer assisted drawing, I believe. Oh, drawing. Okay, I thought they said design design twice. And engineering on the controller. The A and B buttons are considered the primary buttons, while X and Y can be considered secondary buttons. This is the reason why the X and Y buttons are different, are a different color and are shaped differently. Even though the buttons could have been labeled C and D 
or something else. And the fact remains that CAD design and video games don't necessarily go hand in hand. The X and Y designation seemed the most fitting. That's really cool. That That is the uh, official reason why in North America they're labeled like that. That's great. Um, Alex from Victorville, California wrote in three Zelda jokes <laughs> to share with Nintendo Power. How did Link win the basketball game for his team? He used a hook shot. Yeah! <laughs> Next. What did Zelda tell Link when he couldn't unlock the door? I don't know that one. Can't even guess. That one's hard. I don't know. You were pretty good on the last one. Try force. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and the last one. Uh, what did Link say to Ganon when he captured Zelda? This is harder. This is harder. Like had, it's an enemy name is used in the phrase. Oh. No. Leave her alone. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, Bad riddles. That, that was, uh, that was probably one... They cut it short. They I remember they shortened it down. It used to be more than two pages. They have the contest winner thing here. Uh, someone got to go meet uh, with the Simpsons creators. Got to oh. meet Neil Patrick Harris and some other people. <laughs> Basically, big Hollywood tour that was centered around. Yeah, the they Simpsons. did a lot of that kind of stuff back then. Yeah, um, dude. Okay. <laughs> there we go. I tried to skip. Royal before. Rumble, dude. I have this game on Royal Rumble. Yep. Huber, we tried I to have skip it on, the page. Uh, Genesis. So Huber couldn't see this, but Huber saw it. Dude, I love this Memories game. Memories here. Yeah. I saw Yokozuna on the Yoko next page. Zuna. Dude, I got hyped. Yeah. Oh, Randy Savage, Ted DeBias, oh. the narcissist. Yokozuna. That game was fun. Crushed Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. Good stuff here. Great game. Oh, Tatanka. It's a good one. Undertaker. Nice. Um, I wanted to just go to the Zelda section. Last episode... Uh, I brought in the issue before this, or two issues before this, and had a Link's Awakening preview, and I mistook that issue for this issue. Oh, hang on. We gotta see what the uh, the poster is real quick. If I can even open it. What the heck? Give me your poster. Man. Sorry. Okay. Oh, uh, this one's the nine one. Yeah, this is just the... the all 50 issues? That's awesome! All 50 awesome. issues. Uh, that's I mean, so it's, cool! It's like just one of the things you can't see from far away. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's still so cool, dude. The Joker right there. Yeah. They even have the uh, Final Fantasy Player's Guide in there. Yep. Dude, it's that's... Like one. I remember... The Mario owning, 3 Player's Guide? Yep. I had that one. That one saw the most usage. I will uh, say that this is kind of funny. They have these stickers. Or what are these? Uh, temporary Tattoos. Blanca and Yoshi. Yeah. Blanca. I remember this. Yeah, Blanca. Dude, that's Zelda tattoo. Yeah. I'm amazed that you never use these things. Uh, so this is. I you had bought, the cards in the back of the last one. This is one someone too. I had brought because I black it out because it's someone else's issue. I bought off eBay. Oh. Uh, years ago. Uh, but when after I threw out mine, I went back and rebought the the issues that had anything to do with Zelda, to the best of okay. my knowledge. Mm. Um, this is pretty cool. They did a, a feature about. The memories from the past five years, where they did like basically like worst cover, favorite cover, like the best cover. The Castlevania story in there. Yeah, the Castlevania holding the head. Like they got a lot of phone calls from parents, really 
angry about that. That was a good story. Um, biggest mistake. <laughs> I like that. What was their biggest mistake? So their biggest mistake was uh, printing a wrong code. Uh, an incorrect t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 code in Volume 21 led to thousands of phone calls. It was corrected in Volume 22. So they printed a wrong, co- uh, wrong cool. code. Turtles 2, the arcade like game. No the arcade is. game, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Love Sorry, it. I'm starting to get the Zelda thing. More stuff. I even from... like Turtles 3, uh, Turtles Take Manhattan. Uh, Manhattan Project. Manhattan Project. Yeah. That's a good game, too. This is what I was looking for. That first Turtles game, though. It's pretty hard. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pretty difficult. Good stuff in here. But yeah, more uh, more good stuff in the Well, a lot, a lot of the stuff in the first Turtles game was just like poor design, poor controls. Yeah. Like the jumps were yeah. like, there's no room to actually jump, and you're like, <laughs> get it like right there. Like, okay. <laughs> All right, Hubert, have you ever played this game before? Final Fight? Mighty Final Fight. Mighty Final Fight? No, dude. I forgot about that game. The world's crime capital, Capcom's Metro City, still isn't free from the clutches of the evil, uh, but Mayor Hagar and his pals Guy and Cody are working on it. Derailing the vile Mad Gear gang will be a difficult task. They control most of the city. So it's like Chibi. Looks like Game Boy? No, no, that's the color. Uh, is it NES? This is NES. Oh, really? that's why Abigail. it's different. Abigail! What the? Abigail! That is so weird, Damiani. I, 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 until I saw this, I did not know what the heck... I forgot this game existed. Yeah, I had no idea. Sorry, I just wanted to see Huber's reaction. Beat him up. And uh, that that's going to wrap it up for this issue. Two good beat-em-ups right that, there. The final fight training the card. Double Dragon the 3. Double Dragon 3. I love 3. I'm a Double Dragon 3 fan. Nintendo Power Volume 50. Good Zelda jokes. Like I like those. Yeah. And good uh good sleuth on the the controller stuff there. Yeah, that's cool. But uh let's let's dive into some news. Mm-hmm. So, this week after Nintendo of America said that SNS Classics would go on pre-order at the end of August. They said that earlier this month or end of last month. They, that was the only information they put out. And uh, the system was almost immediately available for pre-order in most other territories after the initial announcement that the, this system was going to exist. Yeah. Um, it's like one of those things, though, where they like don't trust the FCC or something, right? Like they couldn't submit it properly before Some weird thing like that. It. It, they never really... They yeah, really they never acknowledged it, but that's yeah. the theory. Okay. So we're not, we're not entirely sure why, but said end of August. So we're in end of August. So middle of night... The pre-orders open up on, first, they open up at Best Buy. Mm-hmm. Open up at Best Buy, they're gone, I think, in under 20 minutes. Uh, Wario64's tweet was, like, the first I saw of them going up. I saw it about four minutes after it went up. Got mine. After 20 minutes after his original tweet, said, they're gone. Sold out. Um, then how does he even manage to do that? Like, I don't know how you watch a web page to see something go up. We don't dude. question the ways of Wario yeah. sixty four. He's got some bots. Just, just doing alerts, notifications. Amazing work for yeah. everyone, helping everyone out for there. For sure. Shortly it's after so that, good. shortly after that, they went up on, went up on Amazon mm-hmm. and sold out pretty quickly as well. There was also the, the original listing was like kind of uh, janky. Uh, I remember showing it to Kyle, and Kyle was like, "Are you sure this is real?" I'm like. Apparently it is, even though the listing's all weird and stuff. 
Anyway, they want because they didn't actually say Super Nintendo. It was some Classic other brand. It was yeah, some other brand thing name was in the beginning. But the reason people said it was real is because the Joy-Con stuff that came out a few months ago, the new ex- color accessory ones, also went by that same brand name, even though they were the official Nintendo ones. Right, just some weird labeling thing. Um, but the point- yeah, because it's weird because they said like Game Trust and Game Trust yeah. is the publishing arm of GameStop. So what the heck? Well, weird stuff. There's more weird stuff with GameStop in a second. Anyway, the initial pre-orders went up in the middle of the night. Um, yeah. So most people in... For here, even. Yeah, for us, on West Coast. Yeah. Which meant most people were asleep. Then they went up most other retailers the next day in the morning, and those were gone pretty quickly as well. So basically it sold out, like everyone expected. Uh, but the retailers went up at all different times. So here's the thing. Uh... Oh, the GameStop thing. Before I move on, before I ask you your opinion on this, uh, GameStop when they sold out, they had website errors. They started directing people to their a site they own called Th- uh, ThinkGeek, where they had seven different bundles for Whoa. the SNES Classic available, ranging from one hundred and forty dollars to three hundred and thirty dollars. All the bundle stuff was mostly extraneous, unnecessary stuff. Like it has to be for that. That device has everything. Yeah, they There's basically nothing oh, oh, one, one included like a, a one of them came with a Zelda chess set, like yeah. random stuff they're trying to offload. Yeah, because ThinkGeek just like makes like license mm-hmm. like accessories and stuff. I guess GameStop bought them at some point. So, with the pre-orders going up at all different times, like bad times at night, not all starting at the same time, the situation has drawn a lot of backlash. Yes. Yeah. How do you feel about the situation? How do you feel about how Nintendo handled the Terribly. Super Nintendo pre-orders? Terribly. Super Nintendo Classic pre-orders. This is a item that many people want to purchase. And it is unfair for people that just so happen to be awake or just so happen to catch it. I would have I would have liked it if they had gone two ways with this. Okay? Two ways where people can't complain and it is what it is the first is you announce a time when it's gonna happen you let everyone that's crazy about it get ready you know so Mm -hmm. everyone has a fair chance at getting one of these you announce a time you say it 6 p.m pacific time or whatever be online at amazon like pre-orders are gonna go live okay so it gives everyone a fair chance they could do that or they could do another way like like, uh, MLB playoff tickets, right? I'm bringing the Dodgers into this conversation. No, this is good. So, like, playoffs, Yeah. you know, th- there's only f- 50,000 seats. There's way more than 50,000 Dodgers fans. Yeah. Not everyone's going to get to go. So, what they do is have a lottery. Yep. You put in your email. You put in your name. You either win or you don't. So be it. You know, I won the lottery. I lost the lottery. I either get to buy tickets or I don't. Out of luck. But like this random, like from a huge company like Nintendo, holding this hostage, it's so disorganized, it's disrespectful to the fans, like, just tell us a time to give us a chance and we'll be there. It's absurd. Yeah, Yeah. well, I feel like, either, yeah, for me, like, I also have like two two kind of different options, either, like, one, like, you take pre-orders far enough in advance that your manufacturing can adjust to the pre-orders. Yep. <laughs> so you're not, like, dealing with this limited product situation in the first place. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so you, we know how many people want them. We know how many more people will want them probably on the shelves after that to pick up as Christmas stocking stuffers or whatever. So you either do that, or if it's going to be a freaking limited item that you're only going to make 
you know, 500,000 of or whatever it's going to be, then put a single store up. Don't be spreading them all out to retailers and let them put them up at whatever random time their store Mm -hmm. refreshes online. You know, it just, you know, like, yeah, like have a centralized place for this to happen so that when it happens, like everybody's getting them from the same place. It just, it just really, really, really weird. Nintendo has gone on record, or Reggie Fizame went on record to give an explanation back with the NES Classic about why that situation sort of happened. Um, this is like the only official in- I insight we have. I could have bought that. Yeah, sure. which was Nintendo, he claimed Nintendo as a company does not have infinite resources. That they can't keep allocating resources to, at the time, the product NES Classic which could also translate to the SNES classic. They have to be making money on this. Which is, which if you read between the lines, is that, hey, we've got 3DS and Switches we need to be making. There's only so much production line space out there. Especially, I don't know if you read the article that, like, with Switch production, because they're, they're the hardest to find in Japan right now, Nintendo really cares about their home country. Like, how Nintendo products perform there, which I'll get to in a second about why it's problematic. For sure. Um... But Apple was ramping up; is going to be ramping up supposedly their new iPhone stuff, and they use the same facility. So Nintendo's like, uh, that could be problematic for Nintendo. Uh, so that whole line about resources could possibly be true. I could sort of maybe buy that. If they weren't saying but, that like they like they have a huge war chest of money, they could probably afford to buy that stuff. But like they don't own warehouses to still, make the stuff. It's yeah. no excuse. It's no excuse to put them up at random times on websites. Yes. Even if you had, if you have. 10,000 SNES classics or a million SNES classics? Tell me when to be online to ha- so I have a fair shot at getting one, period. It makes your company look sloppy and unorganized. I, I don't know how much sway Nintendo has over the actual r- retailers to do that. I don't know how much is on Nintendo, how much is on them. It's, I think they both share the blame. Uh, the thing about the manufacturing issue, I think, plays more to what Blow was saying about Nintendo being like the sole distributor of these. Like, if you don't want, like, take pre orders in advance or just sell them directly or pick one store to be the, the, the vendor for them, they can't. They might not be able to keep up with demand regardless because they don't have enough factory uh, production lines to, to make the, the, the quantity that people are asking for in the demand. It might just be a situation where there is the demand will never get met for this. We're sorry. We know a lot of people want this. Same thing with switches. Same thing with like any system we've ever made. Like we, we can't keep up with it. And I just want to end that by saying the other part of this is the part that's completely unprovable is the the artificial uh, demand thing that Mm. Nintendo gets accused of a lot. That Nintendo loves this (laughs) happening despite some of the backlash because it makes it seem like their products are hard to get but are the hottest things that you have to own and it drives the like the the brand stuff like yeah that's why I kind of like I've never been for that but I mean these things are such different weird things anyways because it just. After the NES Classic, and, and like they made them, and then they're just not going to sell them anymore. It's like, yeah, it, it's it's like getting a collector's edition statue or something. Like, I, it's clearly not some permanent part of their product line. So why are they treating it like it is? Basically, why don't they put out another system? Like, uh, like you're saying, uh, like when Xenoblade came out and was like only available from GameStop and from their official yep. store. Like that's the only way you could have gotten Xenoblade in the US. You know, like do something along those lines is like, hey, we're we're not gonna be able to we're not gonna be able to make that many. We're gonna do it this way so that like it's the easiest way to distribute. But it just feels yeah, it feels like they're just denying that. Mm-hmm. Like 
they're not acknowledging that it's limited edition at all. Yeah. What I was talking about, no matter how much of that is true to whatever extent, Nintendo of America could have done stuff to alleviate some of the, the frustrations people are having. They could have worked with the retailers to achieve a better result. To have, even if they're going to go up at different times, be like, hey, you really need to message out Amazon in advance, Best Buy in advance, GameStop in advance, when you will be opening your pre-orders. Yep. Even even if it has to wait till later or whatever. Do they even have like a watch page or anything for it? Those, like before pre-orders went up? I think maybe GameStop might have had one. In like the mm-hmm. middle of the night, dude? Yeah. Who's doing... Who who flipped the switch at like 1 o'clock in the morning to like, say, alright, pre-orders live now, what? Yeah. Pe- people thought it was another mistake, like the Walmart. So I, we didn't mention this It's all. not like it can't be done, though, because Xbox yeah. One X, the Project Scorpio thing... They had their Gamescom yes. conference, yes. and then right now yes. you can pre-order, and 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 they told everyone like days in advance, like yes. pre-orders are going to go up after and the yes. conference. And how cool is that too for the fans, the Microsoft and Xbox fans watching yes. that event at the very end? It's like okay, pre-orders are live now, so they get you know a fair chance and first dibs. And those went out pretty fast too, mm-hmm. but everyone but knew it was people happening. were expecting yeah. that, yeah. and they felt like they had a fair chance, like yeah. what Huber was saying, and. I, uh, the fact that they went up initially so late, I was trying to say people thought it was another mistake. Because Walmart originally flipped the switch too early yep. by accident, had to cancel everybody's pre-orders. Yep. And people like, oh, it's they're like, Best Buy's going to cancel my order. No way they're doing it this late. And like, oh, no, this, this is what's really happened. I feel especially bad for people who got in an original Walmart pre-order and have not gotten a pre-order on any of these things. That's, bitter. That is, I'm bitter. That is terrible. Yep. Um, again, like... It sucks. I'm, like, more, I'm more sad than I better. pre-ordered more than one. I pre-ordered two from... The full disclosure, I pre-ordered two from Best Buy. One in-store pickup, one shipped to me. Mm-hmm. Because I don't... Like, after my terrible Target experience where they shipped it, everything was correct, and they shipped it to the wrong address, and I yeah. couldn't get it. I'm not, I don't want to take any chances. But like, I swear to everyone, the other one will find a home, like, for, like... The manufacturing price. I'll not sell it. A, 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 oh, a, sure. yeah. I mean, like if another enough, ally needs. There's it, enough of us. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah, yeah. For, it's going to one us. of the allies. I know I got a ton of Twitter messages. It's going to one of the allies first. If they, one of them wants it, tournament then I'll price. figure out who. Uh, yeah, tournament price. Jeez. Um, <laughs> but definitely, definitely doing that. Um, but like, I don't trust it. And I have one pre-ordered from uh, UK from Games Game UK. Okay. Uh, I like that one. I like the the form factor and the colors of the buttons better on that version. Oh yeah. So yeah. if I get that one, I'll have two cool. Cool, vers- cool. two ones that I'll be like trying to sell or give away for like you know the the actual price and Tell stuff. Tell me, bidding war and easy allies. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like I, I think this is, at this point everyone's kind of like said their piece on this. Like uh, Patrick yeah. Klepek wrote an article about this. Jim Sterling did a whole hour or ten not hour ten minute video. He put up today, like, ranting about this. Like, everyone's pretty disappointed about this. I think Nintendo, if they do do a third one, and class it, they, they, I don't know if there's anything they can really do. I, I, we don't work there. We don't know the full story. But they really need to try and do better. At the very least, they need what you said, Huber. They a really, time. really need to get the time thing nailed down. Time and place. We know they're going to sell out. They know they're going to be gone. And then no I will scalpers. feel bad about losing. Yes. You know? Yes. I'll just be like, oh. You know, at least wasn't meant to be. Offer that. But like, if I'm asleep or something, or if I'm out and about doing my day to day like life commitments, and I come home and it's like gone. Gee, thanks. You know, I would have made plans to to be there, but yeah, 
Just a unfortunate situation all mm-hmm. around, but uh, yeah, we'll see. There might be more. They said there might be more shipments through the end of the year, mm-hmm. so we'll see. Because I totally get that it's yeah. you know an exclusive item. It's a rare thing. Like I don't feel entitled to get one. It's just give me a fair chance. Yeah. That's all I'm asking. Well, again, but that's the thing though. They're they're trying to act like it's not. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. their attitude is contributing to the problem. Yeah. Um, before we, and one last little note before we get into Gamescom news. Um, this is a bit of good news. Uh, so there was a, an article that went up early this week, uh, from Jonathan Holmes. Um, it asserted, uh, two things. One, that Rhythm Heaven, uh, series is dead. Nintendo put, like, the nail in the coffin on that one. And that Mother 3's last chance to, to come out in North, or outside Japan, uh, that ship had sailed. It's never happening. What? <laughs> what? Uh, so that, that's what they said. They claimed their sources, but here's the good news. Um, Nintendo. This is what crushed dreams look like. What? Nintendo's. Wait, wait, wait. So today or yesterday or today? Who I don't is forget. This guy? Uh, Jonathan Holmes. I was on Destructoid. Okay. Uh, Nintendo's Yoshio Sakamoto, the producer on a lot of the entries in the Rhythm Heaven series, told Eurogamer the series is absolutely not dead. Boom. Absolutely not dead. <laughs> they didn't say if like another one's definitely coming or when it's coming, but just flat out refuted it. Nintendo really likes to go the no comment route. Or just will ignore it. They they like no, you're wrong. Like they had the producer. It was not. It wasn't the PR person. It was the producer. It was yeah. like no, wrong. Big guns this is not. Uh, this is not happening. Um. So yeah, that uh, a little bit of good news. That yeah, Nintendo says that's not true. So. But what about I, mother? Um. There's no word on that. Um. I I don't know if we have enough time to really. Talking about wouldn't be the guy to know that. Oh no, I know yeah. he wouldn't be the guy to know that. Uh. I don't want to really get into the the. Discussion. We don't have enough time to give it the proper discussion about what Jonathan Holmes' sources asserted why Mother Three is not happening. Uh, it's a it's a good talk, uh, but we need a little bit of time. And I actually would like to have Ian on that discussion if we ever get to that. But the, that one's still up in the air. I don't fully believe that Jonathan Holmes' story about it why why it's happening seems to err too much on it was strictly Nintendo of America's decision, but. Uh, we'll see. Maybe someone can ask someone, uh, one of the producers, you know, can get uh, the... Sleuth it up, dummy. No, I don't know when you'd be able to get one of the Earthbound people to actually be around to interview them. We'll call Keely. Itoi. Itoi? Oh, Itoi. Yeah, name? no, he's not He's yeah. not even, like, at Nintendo. Yeah. Like, he's like, an Yeah, I'm trying to think yeah. of, like, what event, what, what you'd be able to get. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe there's a chance. Who knows? If you have a chance, ask ask about that. Anyway, the word Mother Three. Game- let, let blood finish the fight. <laughs> Gamescom 2017 still going on. Tendo had a lengthy lengthy schedule with a lot of uh, showcases on their stream. Yo, real quick, is finish the fight from Halo? Did they? Pretty yeah. sure it's Halo yeah, yeah, yeah. Three. Halo Three. Halo Three. Okay. Finish okay. the fight. So I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry uh, let's start with uh, so Super Mario Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, had, had had multiple streams, uh, but they all fun- yeah. uh, Koizumi came out on yeah. stage. It's funny, like the, the they called their their streams from Gamescom like Red Cube. I don't know if it's something yeah, that the UK has been doing before that or what. Uh, it was because on the schedule they were in red boxes as a special Red Cube, like important. Everyone, all the other ones, normal ones, were in white boxes. So or white cube. I was like. Okay, <laughs> this is a very Nintendo thing to do with yeah, those color, light color coordinated. Um, but uh, they showed off the Luncheon Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'd seen this world in trailers before. First time we got to see gameplay, live gameplay of it. 
Um, the, real quick before I ask your opinions about it or how you feel about Odyssey right now. Um, NPCs, so the, everything in there is about cooking and culinary stuff. Like the NPCs look like silverware, like forks. Yeah. Uh, the inspiration for this appetizing new kingdom, according <laughs> to Nintendo, was actually Italy and other European countries due to the rich variety of cuisines and food, food cultures from there. Yeah, so, so Huber, you have to understand, like, these forks is pretty crazy because, yeah. like, the yeah, outer not two prongs are, like, arms. They kind of, like, bend up a little bit. And do they jab with, like, the third prong? Or? No, no, no. They've got, like, That's... two prongs, like, planted in the ground. It's, yeah. like, their legs. And then the other ones, and then, like, their face is, like, on the handle. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's how they, they, they walk around. And then there's and some that are, like, stuck in the walls that, like, you can put the hat on and, like, flip up, up the wall. Oh, it's so cool. So, I don't know if you remember, Huber, oh, or if you saw in the older trailers, but, like, each of these kingdoms has a, a, a cap shop, or, excuse me, yeah, shop. Yes. And they have yeah. the yellow and the unique coin. So this yeah. one is like, this world's unique coins are purple tomato looking coins. Yeah. And you can buy a chef outfit. And one of those NPCs, this is true of every world, NPCs will react differently based on the outfit. So what they showed off is the chef Mario talked to the, the fork NPC, allowed him into an area that he previously was inaccessible. Okay. So you're going to have to do, like, economy. You're going to have yeah. to like, have the coins For sure. to buy these outfits to access these yeah. additional, like, uh, half or crescent moon, half moon objectives. And in this area, it was like a frying pan, like, boiling, like, There's a big water. boiling stew pot. Yeah, yeah, stew pot. You could turn into these little, like, lava balls. Oh, no, that's a, okay, that's a different thing. So, this, so oh, the stew oh, pot no. that's cooking there, like, right next to the cap shop. Yeah. Like you could, th- mm. you could throw vegetables in there. Yes, you get vegetables in there, and then they they give you coins for them. Oh my god! Yeah, so everything in that, yeah, by doing stuff like that, you get rewarded. Like yeah, they just like the guy just kicked it on one attempt <laughs> in there, and he's yelled. Yeah, the yellow coin spewed out. <laughs> nice. But the door you can access. Uh, Mario throws a cap on this little lava ball. Yeah. And he looks like Pac-Man, all sort of Pac-Man-ish, like like Whoa. the color. It's a lava ball with a mustache. Yeah. So it's like a Mario face lava ball. And he can swim across the lava now, which is great, but, like, he can heat up items now. So he can, Yeah. So he can actually, like... like can he can heat up a mushroom? Uh, he can heat up, like, the, the, the pot to cook the ingredients yeah, or activate yeah, yeah. stuff like that. He can ride up lava, like, like plumes and stuff to go yeah. higher. So basically, yeah. they're saying, like, it's, it, like, flips, like, what's dangerous and what's safe. Yeah. Because you can't be, yeah. and then you can't go in water and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so like, as you know, as normal Mario, like, obviously, you can't go into lava, but as a lava yeah. ball... You can't go off of lava, and so you have to like find like what one thing they showed is they had these like these tomatoes mm-hmm. uh, on like a staircase kind of thing, yeah. and so you had to like get the lava ball to land on the tomatoes, so they would turn into like tomato sauce, and oh, then you had God. like this hot tomato up. sauce, <laughs> and then you go from tomato to tomato. Yeah, like mm. the demo was it, it did a really good job of selling the theme of this of this world of Luncheon Kingdom. Um, it showed a lot of, to me, like the, the creativity they're gonna do. That objectives won't just be straight up platforming. Uh, there, there's gonna be enough of the cap mechanics and unique cap mechanics to keep, in my what I've seen so far, keep things fresh in each yeah. of, the, of the kingdoms, which is one of the things I had a question mark about. I was like, I'm sure they'll probably do a good job with the platforming stuff, but how well are they gonna implement this cap thing? It made for a great trailer for funny moments and insane stuff, but. Is it going to get old faster? Are they going to come up with new ways? And this demo... It seems like there's a ton yeah. of things to throw your cap on, yeah. which changes it up. Well, like, even, like, without even really going that deep into the level, mm-hmm. like, right there, just, like, down the opening path and around the first two buildings, like, they got, like, four or five moons. Just, yeah. like, all hidden in different little spots. 
I mean, some of them are obvious, like you just smash a box and there's mm -hmm. one in there. There's another where like you hop across some pillars and then ground pound the last pillar and there's one in there. But uh, there's a lot of them that just, yeah, it's like, oh, okay, I, you know, I, I wouldn't have really figured that out necessarily. Yeah. It like, it's encouraging you to try out stuff. Yeah. Which is great. Totally. And it, it just, there's a, it just reinforces the notion that there's a, there's a lot to do in each of these kingdoms, mm -hmm. which is a, like a good feeling. It's not just that one star you got to get. Like when we played through Sunshine and Easy Eleven, it's like this linear course. Totally. You know, it's a big level. It's structured only one way. Like this is the complete antithesis yeah, it of is. that, which, which is nice. One thing I don't know if you noticed, but both times they went into that cap shop, they didn't actually go to the shop. They're like, this one or that one, you can use a, this coin's over here and that coin's over there. And then we've already got our outfit in the closet. Mm -hmm. They didn't want you to see oh, yeah. whether they don't what other outfits yeah. were for sale. They got it's very mm -hmm. interesting. Some I'm secret. There's gonna be some good, good surprises there. I'm yeah, well, that's sure. what they they said. Like the the main two themes of the game were travel and surprise. Surprise. Like, that's why I'm media blackout, baby. <laughs> I already know this is a five star game. Uh, you don't need to sell me on it, Nintendo. One, one cool thing. Uh, it wasn't. I mean, Nintendo didn't outright say it. But it was in there. Blood even like sent me a message with the still image of the the world map or part of the the map yeah. of the, the oh. world. It showed like the kingdoms and stuff. And uh, show Bowserland. No, okay. <laughs> there was no there was no Bowser kingdom. But mm -hmm. uh, there was a name on there. Blood. Uh, which which one did you see? Mario? So there, there was Cascade Kingdom. Yeah. And then a lot of people in Gaff saw a Seaside Kingdom. Oh okay. So that was the that was a theory though because there was like some artwork or something shown off. And people put the things together along with that and some footage from a trailer that seemed out of place but looked good and said, wait, is there going to be like a, a, a sea world or something or sea, like sea-based level? Oh, and now, dolphin, dude. So Jaws. That, shark. I don't know. Like Those are the two things I, I noticed. Did you see something else that... I just... Yeah, just you, you could see like a lot of... like Because when they had the loading screen, you could see like the globe spinning. And they were yeah. talking about like... There's a globe on your ship, and that's like how you access, like yeah. go from world to world. Um, and so you could see not only like the large kingdom names, but they had like a lot of like sub objectives yeah. and stuff. Like it was like Hard they were mapping read. out where things yeah. were on the world a little bit. Um, I like it because maybe there's a hint like the geography actually matters, maybe possibly, or it gave me the impression that like there's going to be a lot of kingdoms in this game, at least uh, like more. Probably a minimum double the amount we've seen so yeah. far, I would mm -hmm. guess. Would be my best guess, at least. Cool. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty cool. They only played it for a little while. Like, I don't know if they... Nintendo usually has these things about not showing, like, loading screens and stuff. I remember Breath of the Wild, they're like, don't show the loading screens and stuff. Because right. hints would reveal mm -hmm. stuff further in the game. Yeah. And so I think maybe this was, like, the person... Stream delays and stuff, maybe they didn't want to show that scene. And no, whoops. Um, one of the things that was really... I thought was cool is... So later on... Uh, so after you did the lava bubble thing, not not in that little room, but in the main overworld, mm -hmm. um, there uh, there are Hammer Brothers. Yes, that you could take over. totally. And they're like chef versions of Hammer Brothers because <laughs> they're in this kingdom. Uh, and so instead of hammers, they're throwing frying, frying pans. pans. <laughs> and so you're using the frying pans to smash these cheese rocks, which they had total lore behind because they're like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a really hot, arid climate, and cheese gets like really hard. <laughs> It, you know, if there's no moisture. You know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> and so that's why there's these cheese rocks all over the place. So you're supposed to, like, you know, smash the cheese rocks for look for secrets. Um, but they were talking about, you know, 
uh, with you know with Hammer Brothers, like when you fight them, like you know the challenges is that they're always really hard to predict, and so they made it so that when you're controlling them, it's the same way. Like what the arc of the pans? Oh, that's fun. Like isn't a, a set arc? Like it's kind of randomized. That's so if you so throw a whole fun. bunch out, like some will be high, some will be low. Like oh so you you can't just like aim for the exact place. Do you think we will take control of Bowser at one point in this game? And it's not beyond the realm of possibility. In fact, someone even wrote in a question asking us if we think that's how the game's if that's going to happen at one point. It's going to be part of one of the boss fights. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, that uh, that would be amazing. But uh, looking looking good, and people at Gamescom think so too because Mario Odyssey took home game of the show mm-hmm. for Gamescom, best console game, excuse me, best action game, and best family game. I didn't even know Gamescom was doing awards now. Okay, <laughs> did they did their awards and it's those coming ones Mario up, took dude. Home. Yeah, Mario is October. coming October twenty seventh. Yep. Yeah. Twenty seventh, the biggest biggest day in pop culture history. October twenty seventh. Coming up. <laughs> that wasn't that was all Nintendo had at Gamescom. They had a lot. The the other thing they put did a big push for Metroid Samus Returns. What's your hype level for this, Damian? You're a big Metroid man. It's been growing on me a lot okay. ever since the initial reveal. I, I think this is gonna be a big deal. Yeah. Big I mean I, deal. I still have some reservations, but yeah, I yeah, it's it's growing on me for sure. Um, but yes, as Damian was saying, like Sakamoto was there as was uh, mm-hmm. one of the guys, the lead guys from Mercury Steam. Yep. Um, they the I think the biggest things to take away in terms of new information because they they did go over a little bit of the old stuff. They showed off new stuff. They mm-hmm. talked about and showed off new uh, new power ups, and new Ooh. abilities, and the, specifically there's these new four Aeon abilities uh, that have been added, and uh, they're they described each of the four of one, uh, four of them. One of them is called Scan Pulse. Uh, allows you to scan the environment for hidden paths you may have missed. Detective um, mode. Find the upgrades, stuff like that, more easily. Well, it's like you know, like you know how like Metroid and Castlevania games, like you see the map as you walk through that world. Yep. So this pulse like puts out like a radius around yeah. what you've already okay. uncovered, so you can see more of the map. Cool. Uh, lightning armor. Nice. Generates a protective force field around you that nullifies any physical attacks. Ooh, but not phase drift. This looked the coolest to me. Phase drift uh, slows down time around you, and like the clip they showed, there are these like uh, lasers going like crisscrossing up a vertical thing, and they activated it so they could like weave through them much Sweet. easily to get up higher. Um, and then beam burst enhances your beams power and fire rate. It just looked like. A barrage of like yeah. missiles and stuff coming out. <laughs> it, was, it looked like OP, like yeah. super OP. The thing is, but but that's the thing though is I don't know about the scan pulse how necessary killer. that is, but the other three seem pretty necessary. Like they've got things built around them. Mm-hmm. Like you know how in Metroid there's always like these blocks that like when you walk across them they just kind of crumble. Yep. So with phase drift mm-hmm. it allows you to like walk across those with a little bit more time. Cool. There's places like that. Is where there a kind cooldown of, for these? Abilities? So yes. They uh, share an energy they pool. All, yeah, they okay. all share an energy pool, yeah, yeah. and so they all dip into it. Cool. But, I mean, you can combine them, though, but you're just going to drain through them yeah. a lot faster. Like, Beam Burst, I think one of the things that they were saying is that they're, like, enemies that regenerate, so, like, you need to hit them with a lot of hits really fast. Yeah. 
and then yeah, like and then I'm saying I'm sure there's something with lightning armor. It was the same kind of thing where it's like you kind of need to use this to survive some big area of effect attack. I'm sure, yeah. There's probably like because they showed off a Mega Metroids. I'm sure there'll be some ridiculous attack, like a almost like a tank buster type attack on Samus, where you pop that lightning armor, it's just gonna like boom, take that attack, turn it off, and then you're safe. I can see the turn it off, then turn on the like the beam. If you can combine phase drift plus the 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 beam burst. Uh, that could be like massive yeah. damage, slowing down. Time I like, go. I like the idea of constantly having to use these. I I hope that the cooldowns and the energy is not too big a hindrance. Like the idea for me that you know you're phase shifting and shielding and beam bursting and kind of like flipping these on and off as you're going through the environment sounds. Well, if you have two out of a really time with it, Huber, you can get an amiibo. Yep, that will give you yes. a tank that will double your amount. Uh, uh, that you can store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the amiibo things. Yeah, if you, like three, th- four amiibo that are four have amiibo. different effects, yeah. Um, yeah, Sakamoto kind of gave like a non-answer. Someone did ask about the amiibo. They asked specifically, do you think there's too many? And they said, no, nah, fans love this. It's, it's Will just enough. Will Samus armor be in Skyrim on Switch? Mm, no. Maybe. But my appearance, something else we're like talking about um, a little bit. Another, another thing they're talking about that was really interesting was um, I don't know if you saw this at E3, but you can like now you can stop and like point the beam in any direction. You can, like, yeah, three hundred sixty degree yeah. aiming. Yeah. When so you cool. aim at something that would use the grapple beam, it automatically changes their grapple beam. You don't have to select. Yes. It. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that. And I was like, thank you so much. That's that is a. And the the other thing that they showed is like if you're going. Uh, if like there's like a little step here and there's like a morph ball tunnel, like she'll automatically oh, like transmission more- oh, into the so t- cool. morph ball into the tunnel, so you don't have to like ball up and then jump or bomb into yeah. it. Yeah, pretty that's nice sweet. stuff. A so, lo- lo- lot of little they they highlight a lot of little things like that with animation. Yeah, another thing that's gonna be really useful. I mean, it's obvious as heck. Is uh, the the map uh, bottom screen. You can draw on it and stuff, and like make markers and stuff. Like oh, label. Okay. So you can that's a game changer. So you can label really on cool. the map. You can label. Yep. I came in this room. There's clearly a like secret question path here. mark here. <laughs> like imagine like, all the older Metroids are like crap. Where is that room again? I'm gonna totally. have to backtrack forever. That's gonna be a thing of the past with this, but it's I pretty like that obvious. A lot. Um, they did show off this really cool new boss uh, sequence uh, called the boss called uh, Digger Knot. and it oh, chases. Right. It's these mechanical claw things that just tear through the environment. It chases Samus in like an escape sequence type thing, and it's just like this frantic thing of this giant thing that's like coming at you. Um, that looked really cool, and it was like a different type thing that they really haven't done in a previous game. They obviously did an escape sequence. It's not with like a boss fight also incorporated in it, uh, coming after you and stuff. So that was like looks. I'm just uh, curious with that mechanic. It, it's a little weird because it did seem to just be chewing through the environment, and you're trying, you know, trying to race through it. So, I'm just wondering if it's going to be sort of like fusion, where like you just can't go back to an area nah. and like you miss power ups and stuff. Oh, uh, that hurts. I I would lean towards probably no. I'm, I bet there's some way to go back to those areas somehow. Mm-hmm. Like they'll just be changed, but sure. you definitely can go. I'm going to assume you can go back. They to did them. talk about having teleports, which was interesting. Yeah, and they talked about how it's you know something that's a little bit more unique to the Metroid Two map because. The map is kind of like you're constantly going downwards yeah. and, and branching out. And I don't know how much you're going to change in this game. Uh, but it's not like 
a typical like Super Metroid where you know you kind of loop back to the same area as a bunch. Like it's like no, it's like you're descending stage after stage. Yeah, yeah, that was the original Metroid too. You backtrack within your individual area, but once you were done with it, you pretty much never Move went on. back there ever. Um, one uh, interesting thing uh, they talked about by meeting certain conditions in Metroid: Samus Returns, you'll be able to unlock uh, the. Is it Chozo or Kozo blood? Uh, Chozo. Chozo memories. Art. These art scenes will show off new details of the Metroid storyline, including some elements we haven't seen before. Whoa. Apparently, one portion will let us see something about Metroid that we could have never imagined. Whoa, New dude. timeline lore information. Yeah. Dude, Metroid Always Prime, made me a little nervous. Metroid Prime 4 oh, times, after, perhaps? After other M stuff. So here we go. Even some of the stuff that's in the comics, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm fully on board with ah, this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sakamoto. Uh, that, that's a good point, Blake. Um, I, I was jokingly saying this might be the Metroid's midichlorians moment. Oh, where no. They... <laughs> have faith. Have faith. getting excited. Have faith. Well, it's funny because you mentioned Metroid Prime 4. Yeah, real quick. total there, time. There's an interview with Sakamoto about uh, his work uh, working with the external developer with mm-hmm. Mercury Steam and how that process was. And they eventually asked about Metroid Prime 4. Someone interpreted the answer as Metroid Prime 4 is being developed externally as well, but that's not what the answer really says at all. It's just they basically says, I'm not the producer on Metroid Prime 4. I don't <laughs> work on that series. Someone else is doing it, but they'll probably have the same philosophy like that we have here I have or everyone at Nintendo has. Like non answer basically. Yeah. But like I could almost read like reading that statement, I was like, Sakamoto seems that he's put on a face where he kinda has this weird dislike of the Prime series or like they filtered it out as not even canon at one point. I still don't even know if they treat if he treats it as official canon storyline wise. That's weird. He's pretty involved with it. Yeah. Well, it's with Tanabe, Retro. Kensuke Tanabe was helming Retro uh, with that. With Sakamoto was just like uh like had oversight on that, but it was mm. Kensuke Tanabe was the anna- producer. Especially uh, announcing Prime 4, I, you know. The it, theory is even like, though it's a like a placeholder name still like coming out and saying hey, Metro Prime 4. Yeah. Well, the in, like, insider people have said that there was some animosity back in the day between Sakamoto and Retro about the, the acclaim that the series got and some people asserting it was superior to any of the 2D Metroids, which he kind of took a little too personally or slight. to heart. And oh. then at, now, after the games he's made since then... That seems then, like a lot of weird conjecture. To me. Yeah. But, I mean, that, that, that was one of the things being that was going around, but obviously no one would ever talk about it. And if you bring it up in an interview... Just, I wish I would have been there to hear the tone of his voice. Like, that could have been, like, a clue about when he's talking about Metroid Prime mm-hmm. 4. Because his answer is just, like, very... It could be read as very basic and and, and just non-answer. But it could also come across as blunt, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. it depends on tone. But anyway, no new Metroid Prime 4 info. So, that was pretty much all there was for Metroid. Yeah, I, one thing I would... There's another thing that I, I didn't quite catch with. Do you know what the Metroid DNA is all about? Like, when you kill Metroids, you get Metroid DNA... Uh, I don't know what like they mentioned it, but I didn't understand like how that benefited. I didn't see any of that explained in any of the press. Like Nintendo put out nice press releases recapping all the key information. They the none Mm. of that went into that. Yeah, for whatever reason. But the but the Metroid fights are super different than they are in Metroid Two. Oh yeah, you know like before, you know it was basically, you know like every Alpha or or Omega whatever they were like they had essentially the same attack pattern, you know? Yeah. Um, and so, like, Omegas, like, they were a bit bigger, more beast-like, and they yeah. would start shooting or whatever. 
But now, like, we've got these things, like, doing all kinds of crazy stuff, like, shooting beams, like, like doing the tail whips at you, like, pounding the ground to have stuff fall from the mm-hmm. ceiling. And, like, that's another place where, like, the, the lightning armor would probably come in. So yeah. you just, like, shield yourself from that until it goes into a phase you can actually attack. It did something um, where, like, it put... Because uh, they all still have kind of, like, the Metroid thing, like, in the middle of them. Yeah. And that's still, like, their weak point. Uh, but it, like, grew, like, a shield, protective shield over That's it. That's really cool. Uh, yeah. And, and what, oh, the the, the alpha, uh, so that one still, it still flies around, but it's got, like, teeth and stuff. Yeah. But now it can, like, shoot fire. And so what you would do is you would use the ice beam to, like, freeze its core. Mm. But then it would, in response, like, dive into the lava to melt it. Oh, so cool. Yeah, like all this crazy strategic yeah. stuff. And then the, the little, like, cinematic uh, kind of things when you come up to them to, like, take them out or whatever. Yeah. I mean, it it, it, it all looked like a good sign for what they're yeah. doing with, like, the AI of the fights. The boss fights and are that, really and fun. Under Nintendo's supervision, like, people need to lay their fears to rest about, like, Mercury Steam. Because that was, like, the big brouhaha mm-hmm. after the reveal. It was like, oh, no. Those guys made the the, the handheld Castlevania Lord of Shadow game, make, making this. Uh oh, that wasn't good. It's like every any developer can be can turn have out a bad, bad game. game. Every I, director can have a bad yeah. movie. It's totally. Like, I will totally. say the one thing that worries me though totally. is those Aeon powers are all mapped to the D pad, which means using the freaking slide pad to play this game. I think they want that because of 360 can like right. A, and it but be, it's still that yeah. thing is not the best way to play games. I yeah, I like I've always games. maintained like Nintendo is also not known for letting you remap or alternate control schemes. They might offer like one or two slight options, but they've never like not never, but they almost always never allow you to remap all the buttons and stuff. Uh, that was a big complaint in Breath of the Wild for some people who wanted to just remap certain buttons to have an optimal configuration for what they're used to. They yeah. couldn't do that. And they're like, all I can switch is the sprint and the jump button. That's not cool, Nintendo. So, yeah, like for me, the uh, reason I'm getting at it is like uh, all, all the DS Zelda games, Man Mario Bros. Spirit Tracks, I wanted the the flip-flop. I was like, can I just D-pad this? Like nothing. Can I just <laughs> please use the D-pad to move? I'll still use the stylus just tap mm. things and throw weapons. Like, I just want to move with this. It's doing yeah. nothing right now. Like... I've I've dealt with those moments. So. Yes, spirit. Um, let's go through some other Gamescom news. Uh, uh, they announced uh, Mario and Rabbids Kingdom Battle is going to have a season pass. Twenty bucks. Owners will be able to enjoy three pieces of DLC in the season pass. Eight unique steampunk weapons will be available at the launch of the game, each with its own statistics. These items will be exclusive for season pass owners. Then later this Throw fall, uh, players will be able to test their skills with new solo challenges or with a, thre- a friend through additional co-op maps. Oh, okay. And sometime next year, players will be able to play through a brand br- play through brand new story content. Yeah, so mm-hmm. gotta have the story content. Um, I mean, kind of. S- uh, the the weapon thing being available at launch is part Total of the season throwaway. pass. Is, eh. I mean, it helps players, you know, get a get. I mean, a that's like start. a switch shirt, so the, whatever. Yeah, that's it, it. It's a little bit more useful, I would say, but still the same thing. But at least usually those pre order weapons like are irrelevant after like a couple hours, but yeah. still, it's an. It's well, an the way weapons work in Mario Rabbids 
to they I have mean, different it, strengths and yeah they, cons, they have special effects sure. that they they bestow like on your attack so like they might well, they push still have a guy or they might light him on fire that kind of but thing. they still have like a power level I mean they have yeah yeah oh, they, yeah, they, they have, have a base a stat for yeah, how much yeah. damage they do and you can yeah. see how that increases yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. so yeah you're right they're probably like starter weapons yeah yeah um uh, yeah I'm trying not to comment too much on this since I'm in the middle of playing through it so yeah. and, and like challenge modes I'm never too big on. Especially because they always come out at a weird time. Like, because it's the second thing that comes out. It's like, well, I'll be done with the game by then, probably. Like, I'll finish the game. Am I really going to go back and boot it up to, like, do some weird challenges that may or may not have, like... It sounds to me like they're more like the co-op maps anyways. Yeah. The co-op maps are separate from the story. Yes. There's a, a... Like, around Peach's Castle, there's, like, a little hut thing. It looks like a training dojo. And you go in there and you can activate the co-op mode and play the co-op maps yeah. through that. So it's just some, like, uh, extra combat trials. Basically. Yeah, I'll we'll have to see. And then the story thing, I have uh, yeah, I can't really Story I'm on that. always yeah. down for. It's my favorite kind of DLC. You add some story, I'm, I'm in. So that is... You know, whether it's a sequel or a prequel or a side quill or we're different people, <laughs> who knows. But, you know, I think... I think having that piece adds value to the whole package. They're going to do um, Bowser and Rabbit Bowser, and then Huber's going to be yeah. all oh, in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and twenty dollars doesn't seem crazy. You know, we live in a world we live in a world where season passes are like forty dollars now sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but I've just been burned a couple times with with season passes. I usually just buy piecemeal now because again, I. Don't really need the trials. Like, again, those are cool if you really love the game, you love the mechanics, you want to hop back in, especially with a buddy. I don't need those starter weapons. So who knows how much that story thing will be. Probably like 10 bucks, you know? Yeah, we'll we'll see. But, you know, at least on the surface, it seems a little bit more intriguing to me than the, say, like the Breath of the Wild season pass thing. Because... Well, yeah, like the true. trial, I, I bring it up too because the trials yeah. in Breath of the Wild, I never hopped back in. It's like, yo, I finished the game. I'm going to put it on the shelf for now. But when the story stuff comes out, 100% I'm coming back in. I feel like the the issue with this and other similar ones like that is that they're staggering this over such a decent amount of time, like months. This all feels like it needs to be like a one-shot yeah. injection. Like save this for a month, like, six, like yeah. one month after the release of this. All this is available yes. in like uh, a DLC yeah. pack. Like, yeah, because I just lose interest by then. There's so many games, yeah. you know. Like, if this was years ago, you know, the like a trial thing, I would hop back in. Like, uh, you know, Batman Arkham games have like additional challenge modes that are that I used to hop back into. But now with just so many video games out, it's like I'm gonna move on to something bigger than like some weird challenge mode. <laughs> yeah. So I'd I'd lo- personally prefer to see that change, like you, yeah, as mm-hmm. you said. Um, Story stuff, though, I wonder. Yeah, I do, especially for a game like that. Morgan Rabbits, it's like, <laughs> like you said, dude, Bowser, Rabbit Bowser, <laughs> let's go. A uh, big third party game that's finally coming to Switch, Rocket League. Uh, they yeah. when it was big first get. announced at E3, they talked about exclusives to the Switch version. Finally revealed what those are. Portable. New trailer to uh, <laughs> released revealed that you're getting the Mario and Luigi NSR vehicles and a Samus gunship car. Dude. All Samus gunship. All of these will be free and exclusive to the Switch version. Um, players on the orange team can use uh, Mario NSR Samus gunship and the blue team uh, uh, can use uh, Luigi NSR and a classic Samus color variation of her, her various suits. So 
cool stuff there. Weird, um, cool. But you have to unlock... Uh, players will still need to unlock these in-game by completing certain requirements. So they just won't be turned on. Sure, sure. You gotta do yeah. something to do that. So, um, that I mean, I could... That's cool-ish. Yeah. Like, it's all free. So, uh, it's only gonna help it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and it's nice to have Rocket League coming to Switch, so... A bit of good news. I, mean, I think, yeah, it's a yeah. big get. And I don't know if you saw the picture of the cars. I, I thought they looked pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So definitely definitely something uh, I can get behind for that. Absolutely. And for people that have put, you know, thousands of hours or what have you into Rocket League, this is a, this is a different enough version because right. it's on the go. So, yeah. I mean, that's just that by itself is is big. Just had a reliable like network connection on the Switch when you're on the go, like yeah. that would be like perfect. Yeah, uh, for something like this. Um, EA confirmed that, or at least revealed that FIFA 18 will run at 60 frames per second in both docked and undocked modes when it comes out to Switch soon. Mm. Uh, it will run at 1080p 60 docked and 720-60 undocked. Perfect. Uh, so there are some people concerned. It's not using. It's not exactly the same game as what the other consoles are getting. Mm-hmm. But there was still some concern that was like, oh, it's not even going to run at 60 frames. Yeah. So they put the those fears to rest. I mean, we'll still have to see when it comes out if that's true. Right. But they're at least coming out and saying that now to try and give still a little bit more confidence in people. Uh, so, and second, third, part, third party game, like a little bit positive news. And, yeah. and then... Uh, on this, on another, on third party front again, uh, Telltale. I don't know why it took them so long to do this, but Telltale finally officially confirmed that both the Guardians of the Galaxy and the Batman uh, their series are coming to Switch. Oh, so they'll be on there. That's nice. Which uh, Batman season one and two, or uh, it, it? I don't know if it's it, yeah, both, both, both. Uh, okay, Telltale okay. series and Batman. Uh, what's the merch? Uh, Whatever the new enemy with enemy with thank you and yes. Batman okay. yes both seasons yeah and also Minecraft story is apparently yeah coming new too. story new, yeah. season is coming yeah cool uh, for whatever reason they're being coy about that for the longest time like they would give non answers so they finally said yeah they're coming it's coming like, definitely happening so you know good news there so some uh, some good third some party third news party loving out. Uh, there's a lot of other news uh, Gamescom for smaller stuff like I didn't even get into any of the the Fire Emblem stuff. Like, there was just a lot of new character and information that. Uh, they also talked about Xenoblade Chronicles 2. They did, like, a 50-minute gameplay demo. Um, showed off the in-game. Uh, you got to hear the character battle voices. You got to hear the sound, more of the soundtrack. You got to see the battle system. Uh, How's the battle system? So, I have the details. Of, more I, have the the battle, I have the details of the battle system here. Uh, I will say I was a little concerned. It looked a little, the game looked a little framey. In some parts of the demo, I don't know if that was a stream or that's the game. It was just looked like that. But anyway, here is the breakdown from the demo of Xenoblade Chronicles Two. Uh, so in the lower right corner uh, has a series of attack icons, and these take turns charging up at various speeds as uh, a number symbol slowly counts uh, counts up on it. Essentially, uh, when it gets it to level three uh, with uh, Get it to the level 3 with the proper combination of moves. You'll be able to unleash a summon-style strike. Uh, you can also summon smaller, less effective versions of that attack at level 1 or 2. So you basically have to wait for the power at the max level, cool. unleash the full potential, or you could like burn it earlier yeah. and do a less effective attack. Uh, lower left corner lets you change your characters. Uh, characters take turns charging their individual attacks. Um... 
the upper right corner has a small skill tree style menu that displays how the right combination of various attacks can flow to create the bigger ones. Mm. It's kind of like the system in Xenoblade 1. Uh, the forget all the names now. We need Ben here because he recently played through it. Talk to me like three years ago. I would have like known everything inside out. Uh, but that blue line triangle thing that extended between them, and then you could like link the attacks together and yeah. keep going. All I can remember off the top of my head is topple. Yeah. Like, topple. Topple, one of them. <laughs> <laughs> the green icon and the pink icon. Like, yeah, <laughs> I love all that. Stun that. Um, Gamescom demo area had a uh, armored lizard men. Packs, orange horse creatures, cow sized armadillos. So there's oh, some of the enemies. Yeah, some yeah. enemy types there. Um, this comes from various demos. Like I think IGN, like a lot of these details from the IGN mm-hmm. hands on as well. Uh, Did the HUD look like too much going on or with lower right lower left upper right uh, i mean hud's gonna have a lot going cluttered? on most likely. it did I, and i don't know how much you can customize of it if, if anything that that's always a big thing to me that i wish these games would just let you customize hud layouts yeah. like sorry 14 spoiled me to death with every freaking thing is customizable mm-hmm. remove it resize it drag yeah. it wherever the heck you want it's great i love uh, the smart hud and souls yeah oh yeah moving and attacking it's there yes when you're like they just yeah who knows um yeah then there's this more talk about like enemy stuff obviously day night cycle is back uh but yeah it, it, the battle system just seemed like it's still cooldown based still need to big build up like wait for the cooldowns and use them at the right time chain them together with other players to like combo into bigger attacks uh sounded more like like what's typical xenoblade was then mm-hmm. looked okay but I think the problem with this, the one I want to talk about is there were a lot of, a decent amount of people in the thread about this on, on Gaff and other places that seemed to have like mixed feelings about the demo impressions. Like, and the outlets had mixed impressions. Or like, they just came away feeling overwhelmed. It's too much to process. That's why some of these, these bullet points were just like, sound a little like, you know, just minimalist because like they were just trying to write as much as they could. Right. And, obs- and uh, you know, taking all the stuff. And I think that my point is here, this is the type of game that's really hard to demonstrate in a short time. Um, the 50-minute video is like infinitely better than letting people sit down for even 15, 20, 30 minutes for their first time ever. 50-minute video is someone who's played the game, trained on the product, they know what to talk about, they're experts on it. Huge, even if you gave me 50 minutes, I'm JRPG. still probably not walking away with the same amount of depth as the knowledge as that person demonstrating right. the game. Totally. So... Something like Xenoblade or any big RPG is really hard to show off hands-on at a show. So this is probably why Xenoblade and X before uh, after it on Wii U never really got any hands-on time at any of the major at E3 ever. It was just like shown in trailer form, and he never got to touch it because they're probably worried about something like this. So I don't know. Do you, do you think that like a, a trade show is the place to have hands on with an RPG? Like it doesn't have to be a JRPG, but like what, like Skyrim and stuff like that. Like do you think it'd be weird if the next like Elder Scrolls wasn't ever hands on? Well, I think at showing. I think you can show the battle system oh. pretty clearly. Uh, you know, you show the battle system and maybe like one town. But again, I'm I'm realizing that like making demos and stuff that's like its own beast right it's not just like here's like a build of the game it's well, like no we kind of have to like build it depends this. for yeah for xenoblade it doesn't feel like they've really made demos like they're mm-hmm. they're jumping in on a, yeah. a save point on the full game mm-hmm. um yeah uh xenoblade is a 
definitely, I think, weirder than than most. It's definitely weirder than like Final Fantasy or Tales or something. Like it's the the level of tactics is so deep that you could conceivably play through the game and not actually access half of it. You know, it's like yeah, it, uh, there, there's a lot going on there. And I, I remember I had put a fair amount of time into the first game before I'd like even switched out like the lead party member switched to somebody other than Shulk. It's like I was like, oh, you know, like Shulk's just a guy, right? It's like, oh no, playing as the other characters is oh, yeah. hugely different. Some of them are way more fun to control than Shulk is in combat. Um, and so yeah, so like getting into all those nuances, and and, and I can imagine like unless you're gonna t- pop somebody into like the beginning of the game every time, it can be really hard to show that off because if you haven't built up on all the fundamentals, then yeah. you know you don't really yeah. know what's going on. Sometimes like I feel like JRPGs have tutorials for the first you know five hours. You know yeah. you're getting story, you're learning the basic attacks, then they're giving you some other attack. You're going to a town, you're learning something. It's Is Xenoblade. <laughs> uh, I think it uh, thrives early on because of the, the scale of the even the initial environment, the sense of exploration that you have. They can really go anywhere, but it does slowly ease you into that. Like you don't even have three party members to start with. It's like most the opening areas is you or mm-hmm. you and one other person for a little while. It's not until after the Colony Nine stuff that you go out and have multiple people with you. And yeah, it's a trope of JRPGs to slowly trickle those mm-hmm. extra features. Either do it that way, or you're like a Tales game where it's like. Use everything in many form. Like, try and remember it. Like try and process it all immediately. It's like, oh no, that's like terrible. Like it's way too much. But thinking about like you know games that like the, how do you like get people hands on with these? I mean, Fifteen did the the last demo it had at E three was the the Titan battle, which I didn't think was a good. I mean, cool, cool oh. scale, but like that was mechanically like no, that was not something you sh- probably shouldn't have picked that one or that part for for that as your demonstration, whereas, you know, some other games, uh, like Nino Kuni 2 this past year... Had uh, the combat arena. Had Yeah, had, Perfect. like, two, pretty much two boss battles, yeah. but a little bit of story in the beginning, so it felt like a little... It felt like an actually crafted demo, even though it was yeah. part of probably the final game. Um, I feel those games work better because they don't have as much complicated... As you say, mechanics behind it. Like, Final Fantasy, like, you can just mash a button and you're doing attacks. <laughs> like, you feel like you're doing something. Uh, Nino Kuni, it's real-time attacks mixed with menu, like, like spell-based stuff that you can yeah. like, conjure up. And it kind of feels like you're doing something all the time. Whereas Xenoblade, it, it is definitely a more unique battle system that, like, people are going to get hit, wrap their heads around. Because it does draw a lot of comparisons to like MMO style combat systems with the cooldown wheels and stuff. It's just, oh, is it one of these systems? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hate this. It's like a real time. Whereas that's, hold on, like, give it a chance. Actually, try it out and see that there's some depth here. How do you convince people there's depth in 15, 20 minutes? Uh, right. And they're still trying to learn everything. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of what happens. But. Totally. Tough. But, but Xenoblade, we'll see. Still still slated for this year, but no firm date yet. <laughs> you ever watch like some of those expert videos where they like go off against like some of the hardest bosses of, of the game and they just basically combo their way through the whole fight and annihilate them? I'm just like, I don't know what you just did, man. <laughs> those are, so cool. Those are the best. Love it. Um that's there again, there's a lot of news from Gamescom, but I think it's gonna wrap it up for the, the, the news section in our normal discussion section. And time to move on to the final section of our episode, the last call 
where mm. you, if you are a five dollar and up patron every uh, every week before, bar is closing. Yeah, <laughs> every week before a new episode goes up, uh, uh, that's Sunday around that Sunday Monday time frame. I make a new post where five dollar and up patrons can submit general any questions about. Nintendo. As long as questions related to Nintendo, we'll consider it for for the podcast. Excellent. So we we uh, relaxed the the rules on that a little bit. Throw it at us. So we gotta <laughs> see do one or maybe two questions. The first one, I like this one from Axel Droxler says, "Hey allies, let's play pitch the mashup." <laughs> After the unexpectedly positive reception of Mario Plus Rabbids and the success of Hyrule Warriors. What would your dream IP mashup be? Condition is you have to pick one Nintendo series, one third-party developer, and one gameplay genre. What would you do? Mm, I feel like I've done this, but I can't remember what it was. This is so hard. We kind of talked about it around E3 time. Um, so it's been been enough time, I think, that if you have some other ideas... I think we we're I think we we're keeping it like mostly Nintendo stuff, like Nintendo crossover. We do that a lot, but mixing up like dream things. Like I don't know how insane. Go insane. Like we'll, like Resident Evil meets something. I feel like Devil here. May Cry oh. and Metroid could somehow <laughs> exist. <laughs> I don't know. Insane. Oh, yeah. Devil May Cry and Metroid. Yeah, you okay. know, you get like crazy Samus and Dante co-op moves. <laughs> I feel like that's a match made in heaven right there. It would play well with each other. The secret is is that the new Metroid Prime 4 is being made by From Software. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh yeah, everyone would love Ian's new greatest game of all time. Oh yeah, that's that. I mean, we've talked about that a million times. That's like one of the most obvious uh, candidates. Is Castlevania from from Software? I mean, that's. I don't know how many times we've said that. Um, I mean, I think it would be funny to cross over. um, the Mario universe, uh, Mario universe with uh, like Starcraft or one of Blizzard's like things. It's, like, <laughs> That's yes. a little similar. So different, uh, like developers, like, like yeah. almost Western developers you can get with like Nintendo's like family friendly, you yeah. know, kind of like image. How about mix those together? How about Mario Cross Streets of Rage? <laughs> Mario Cross Mario Luigi and what? Action Brawler Let's Go. Beat 'em up. Mm-hmm. The Genesis of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> Had enough Mario Brothers. <laughs> Mario Brothers aren't gonna take it stand. Like Luigi with a lead pipe sounds so cool. <laughs> <Just, laughs> they were actually plumbers this time with their yes, kits. wrenches. Wrench oh okay. Let's go. So that's that's a good one from Huber there. <laughs> Uh, <coughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, I, they definitely could do like some kind of like trading card game or card based game. They're no, a little late no, to the no, party, no, no, but no, too many, they're too, too late many. now. But they no, could have no, 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 no. they could have easily done that. They could have done it in MOBA easily. We don't need and, any more card games. You know, <laughs> but they could have. There was a window where they could have gone. Oh, anyone can MOBA. They could have gone in the MOBA scene. They really like hired like a third like teamed up with someone who either had like a pre. Imagine if they went to the. If they got to like Valve before they wanted to do Dota 2, it'd be like, hey, we have a proposition for you. Uh, we hear you want to make Dota 2, but what if we lent you the Mario or Nintendo characters? Oh my gosh. And uh, we do a little like a partnership here. You develop the game, so it's going to be a MOBA. You can use our characters. I don't want this. We can use our characters. No. Use our characters. Please, no. Valve makes, you know, the Defense of the Ancients. Uh, <sighs> Defense of the Nintendos. There you oh go. Oh my gosh. 
I, it's I, funny I, because actually so many of them have been done. You know, like Mario's been in Tekken. Mario's been in. Oh uh, yeah, NBA I mean Smash is like the ultimate, right? Yeah, yeah. But that's like mostly like their own like IPs yeah. crossing. Uh, yeah, like I, I really would like to see them work with people they really have not worked with. Like I would love to see after they're done with Red Dead, like Rockstar and Nintendo team up for something. Uh, an op- be, yeah, that'd be cool. Just an open, world, an open world, more action style game. Or, story driven, like, you know, cinematic game like that. Like Bowser origin story from Kojima. <laughs> David Cage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Quantic Dream. I, I mean, I just want to, like, go, go to weird places, man. Yeah. Hell, like, I mean, they make everything now. But, like, Telltale does, like, a Nintendo five-part story series. Like, that I could see. Mo- Trouble in the Mushroom Kingdom. For real, I could see that. I mean, <laughs> you know, sky's the limit with that. Uh, Can you imagine that? Like a Telltale game with like a Mario Mario visuals? It'd be so cool. You're in the Mushroom Kingdom and stuff. Like the back alleys of the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> oh, like Detective Mario? <laughs> yeah. On the case. <laughs> a little so Goomba cool. comes in as his client. Shows him the missing picture. <laughs> missing Koopa Troopa. Best buddy, want you to find him down. No. Oh, no. you know what? We we probably actually kind of need. Well, they did it before, didn't they? Which? Uh, t- I was thinking uh, Star Fox Ace Combat. Oh. Uh, they did. They did. Namco did do that. Star Fox Assault. I don't know if that was the Ace Combat team though. Mm. Uh, I, think yeah, I don't know if that was else. actually them. I thought it was an arcade team that did that. Just making those trailers would to... be so cool. You do like a Ace Combat trailer, and then out of nowhere, Starbucks choo 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 comes in. It'd be so fun. Because yeah. Ace Combat is already like, it looks real world, but it's like oh, you yeah. start there's getting some, into the story and like some anime there's vibes. all kinds of like princesses for and kingdoms. Sure. And, yeah. For sure. We have time for one last question. Let's um, do it. We talked about this on a previous episode um a little bit but i think there's been more time has gone by it's a good question to ask. so uh rammer asks hello panel let's talk about nintendo's multiplayer and online strategy simply put is a horrendous experience <laughs> the switch online app why nintendo mm. why do i need three different cables to plug in a headset and hijack my phone to chat online in splatoon Switch was built on the idea of portability and ease of use, but this is the most cumbersome idea they could have ever come up with. Game Boy Advance to GameCube says hi. So, with those thoughts in mind, I was wondering if anyone had any idea why it exists since it has been universally disliked by most Switch owners. Is it really due to console limitations? Why does Nintendo seem to address the demand for a simpler solution? Love and respect, Christian. I doubt it's really about limitations also the the whole extra wire adapter thing that's not like necessary i think maybe that's if you wanted everything like in the headsets like that's what you'd have to do uh to like have all that stuff yeah if you mixed. want game audio in the but the audio, same yeah. thing is true of like if you if you uh uh, want to do that with a lot of like older consoles and stuff like you couldn't necessarily like have it all mixed together um or you'd like yeah you get the mix amp thing um, but yeah, you could totally just, you know, plug your, your headphones into the phone and, and chat that way and then have the TV speakers on. So I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think that's like the biggest 
problem with it. Um, I, I, it. The weird thing is just that, like, you can't, you can't even message your friends on the Switch. Like, somebody sends a friend request. Like, typically, one of my first reactions is, okay, if I think I know them, maybe I'll send them a message and see, like, hey, who is this? Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do that on the Switch. Um, I don't even think I can do that through that to the app. It's it's I just seen not an option to send people messages. Right and I understand there's like a lot of harassment and like I get stupid spam things on PSN all the time. But yeah. um, I think it's not good right now at all. It's terrible, but it's early, and hopefully when the paid service comes along, there's a there's like a a 2.0. You know, there's like a new solve, a new way to chat with people, to message. I'm hoping for a big overhaul because yeah. right now that it it's free, so it sucks. But it's still kind of hard to explain because or or, or uh, complain because it's free. But when we have to start shelling out, what is, is it for a year? Like twenty dollars a year or something? Pretty chill, right? Oh, it, it was pretty, pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah. It, I don't remember it, the exact price yeah. point. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's really still low. when it becomes a paid service, like it, overhaul time. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, playing playing games online works fine, and like you can you know connect to friends sometimes, and you know like sometimes it's weird, but yeah, actually like grouping up and and all that, it's like you have to do the you have to create the lobby in the game first, and you have to go over to the app yep. and then invite the people through the app. So bad. And then it's if, so bad. As soon as you end the game. Then, like, you lose all those people, and you'd have to go through the whole process again. Like, you can't just like take a party from game to game. Do you think they weren't gonna do it at all? And then it was past the point of no return on development, so they kind of like hamstrung (laughs) it in, or kind of you know duct taped it in. I really don't like. I wouldn't agree with that sentiment. I remember. We started by we started this by saying Nintendo is sloppy. I did at least with their pre order things. This too is sloppy. (laughs) <laughs> well, like, they were partnered with DNA, and I know DNA is doing the multi- mul- mobile partnership for a bunch of games, but they also were supposed to be inked in to be helping develop Nintendo's online, like, interface and stuff like that originally for Switch, uh, since they were, like, mobile experts and stuff. I wonder if this is, has something to do with, like, Nintendo kind of retreating a bit from that, other than, like, the game agreement, retreating back from that, and they didn't have anything to fill it in in time, so... This wasn't like they were past the point of return because they they realized they needed to do something but didn't have anything. So that what they were their plan A failed and they didn't have a plan mm-hmm. B ready to go and they're like crap like we need to figure out something else and that's the only thing I could see. I don't know. Taking long, just, but even that doesn't. They've developed this thing. It's it's hard for me to conceive of any technical reason they couldn't have developed the exact same stuff integrated into the switch itself mm-hmm. yeah it just seems to be some kind of strange like uh almost like a paranoia of like what people can do online or whatever it, it's like I, or, oh or or not wanting to handle the voiceover through the switch or 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 maybe something is like you know simple and dumb is the fact that they don't have uh headphone jacks on the controllers so how are you going to voice chat from the switch itself unless you yeah. have like a giant cable going all the way across the room to where your switch is docked so yeah i don't know blood maybe you can clarify this for me so i know the online invite you have to click create the stuff for splatoon in the game first and then use the app but for the like purchasing and stuff the like, game specific services mm-hmm. do i need outside the game connected first because all it does is bring me to stupid splash image with 
totally not. It just like advertises. Nothing is clickable whatsoever. Um, so for Spider-Man, oh, so, so I, you don't. It, it looks different for you if you don't have the game, huh? Yeah, so you don't have the game. You can't even do. Yeah, so you need the game first. Like it looks like it because I mean, what yeah. it usually does does is it like has all the stats. It has an order page. Yeah, like order shirts and I saw a video and hats which and all that had kind of thing. Down, and, and that's not um, it at all. Battle rankings. Don't worry about it. It's just, I mean. I, this is like really it is really cumbersome the setup I, I I don't really I don't really like it all it's just really off-putting yeah I internally I'm just screaming why can't Nintendo just mirror Xbox Live or PSN like why can't we have something comparable to you that? Just don't have the infrastructure like, what well, I, I I mean Xbox Live is expensive you know think about I think about like that. if they really want to go that, that but route this is basically sort of almost there but they're just not doing it on the switch and again like I just have to wonder if it's because yeah, hardware-wise. Oh, we don't have a headphone jack, so I guess we got to put that's the headphones I, that's somewhere. That's why I was saying that they like <laughs> didn't realize you know, until it was too late. It's like the, the machine was made and... and uh, but there's hard, more to hard, it than that, though, because yeah. like the whole friend system is a bit weird. I mean, it's good about discovering which friends have a 3DS and the Switch and all that, and you can add them that way mm-hmm. without having to go through the whole friend code process. Yeah. But I mean, it can change, though. You know, It's not, yeah. it's not finished, so I, I, while, I, while I don't like it, there's still hope, you know? The, the the sentiment out there that it's, like, always gonna be this way, I think is a little misguided, because, like, Xbox and PlayStation have, like, online has changed so much over the years, so... Nintendo really hasn't proven otherwise, I think. Tr- exactly, like they're, they're exactly. They're not Xbox Live, they, they, don't offer, they don't offer anything in the level yeah. of PSN. Of course. I, I, think, I think some people, including myself... We'll give them like till sometime next year. Like yeah. okay, get get your stuff Once together. Once the paid service, yeah. like I I want an, I want a big push when that goes into effect. A big overhaul. Like this is the new design, redesign, new store, new voice chat, the virtual console finally. Virtual console, like yeah, that's <laughs> that's the day. Yeah, it, it, it's yeah. Some point next year, I feel like it does that. I feel satisfied, then mm-hmm. it's okay. Yeah. But going forward, I really hope. I really wish they would stop. Launching without a lot of this stuff yeah. in place yep. or figured out. Like, it makes me wonder if the system was really rushed out or something, yeah. but who knows. But thank you for that question, Christian. Um, again, if you'd like to submit your question for last call, uh, head on over to the post uh, I make each week. Find on a patron, submit your question. I'll choose two, maybe three, depending on how much time we have, and uh, answer your, your questions. So thank you for those. Thank you to you both for joining me this late on Pleasure. Friday evening. <laughs> We're in a little Friday late. Night. Yeah, a little late. I uh, apologize for this going up uh, later than usual. You're probably not used to this. Go- you're probably used to this going up on Sunday. This is very likely you're not watching this on a Sunday, <laughs> regardless if you're a patron, dollar patron or not. Getting Sorry, everyone's access. watching Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, thank you, as always, for your support. Um, and until next time... See you on the next episode of Friend Code. Lose the shirt. Lose the pants. Lose your mind. It's Gamescom.